This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to My Millennial Money Property. It's Glenn James here. I'm with... John Pigeon and Johnny's here as well. Hey, John. Hey, Glenn. Question. Tricks. No, tricks are pretty good. Sean Wellman from Wellman Finance. Yes. He's a show partner. He is. And we'd like to thank Sean for getting behind the My Millennial Money Property podcast. Yep. I was thinking before, mm-hmm. if I went to a mortgage broker and said, this is my situation, I want to buy a house or mm-hmm. an investment property, they would do the legwork crunch some numbers yes and they would say look we think x lender here Mm. uh is most appropriate for you based on these things okay so you could basically say to that mortgage record why did you choose this lender and Mm. they could actually tell you yeah you can't ask that question why did you choose this lender if you go direct into a bank branch no because if you went into st george guess what mortgage product they're going to give you probably something related to st george I'm going to go out on a limb and say, St. George, if you walked into CBA, they're going to give you a CBA loan. Yes. So you can't go to your banker at said branch mm. and say, why did you choose me? this yeah. mortgage that's product right. for me? Because they're going to say, well, because there's a sign on the window that says that's all we do. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the old school was coffee with the local branch manager and feel warm and fuzzy about it all, but days are long gone. Yeah, but that, they're very long gone, I mean. Anyway, so thanks to Sean Wellman, who is a mortgage broker, yeah, uh, for supporting My Millennial Money Property and you can find details of his website in the show notes. Mm. And he can still make you feel warm and fuzzy. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. But Sorry to harp on this, but... <laughs> but I'm going to. I'm going to. If you ask that question to a mortgage broker... And you are not comfortable with their answer. Yeah, I wouldn't go to them. No, that's right. And I don't. Think and I don't want to trash the show's sponsor, but if Sean can't answer that question, no, nah, correct. <laughs> don't go to him. Yeah, and and if you want to harp that, on that's about rule it, number I'll, one, I'll, I'll jump on the to, pony as well. You, you, that's rule number one. You can't trash your show sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> but if if he's not presenting the top three lenders suitable for your circumstance, then he's not doing his job. Now I know he would never not do that. But a lot of brokers will say, here's ANZ or here's Suncorp or here's whoever without considering a second or third because yeah. it might be easier for them. Yeah, or they categorically know that you're self-employed. I can't put you with this bank here. Yeah, but there still should be an explanation around it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> Shout, hey, out, hey, shout hey, out to Sean. Hey, Willie, if you're listening, <laughs> um, it was a backhand compliment. But yeah. seriously, if... You know, we are thankful that he sponsors his podcast and we do think that yeah. he is legitimate and a good broker. But if you ask him, why did you choose this lender? If he can't answer the question, that's right. run from him. Yeah. So, anyway, it's <laughs> pretty funny. Anyway, ways to create equity. Yeah. Okay, we hear this word equity, you know, everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Like, what is equity? 
So we're talking to a new listener, mm. a new investor, a new first home buyer who doesn't know much about property. What is equity? Equity is the difference between the value and the loan or the mortgage on your property. So if you've got a valued property at 500000 and your mortgage or your debt is 300000 your equity is the difference between those two, which is 200000 right? Now, the next question is, can I use all that two hundred? Well, the answer is no. The banks aren't that risky. They'll say you can use up to 80% of that amount, provided that you've got the income to service all of that, right? So there's a really good chance that you won't be able to pull 200, or you won't be able to, but you might be able to pull 60 or 70 out of it to go and use that as a deposit for that next purchase. Equity is basically ownership. So we talk about you know stocks mm. and equities. If I buy an equity, I'm buying an ownership in yeah. that company. Yeah. So yeah. if you purchased a home with cash, 100% of the equity is yours. Yeah, you own that outright. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's the other, there's a bit of a fallacy out there where when when someone takes equity out of the property that they've they've got, they still have to pay the interest on the amount that they take from there. Some people think, okay, I can take 50 grand out of there and that's good. I don't have to pay any interest on that. You, you do have to pay interest on that 50 grand of equity that you're pulling out of that property. So you factor that into your running costs of the, the next purchase. The easiest way to get some equity from the outset is perhaps buying well. How important is it to buy well? It's a really important factor, right, which is, is often overlooked because of maybe emotion and, and other things that come into play at the time. But I think if you can get yourself off to a good start, and, and in AFL I, I, I resonate that with kicking the first four goals of the game, we've got to do the same when we're buying property. So that means that, okay, our location sorted, our type of property sorted, but first and foremost is what am I paying for this property and what is the property worth and can I get myself some sort of discount maybe from that property? So is there a difference between an asking price and the actual market value of the property? Because, I mean, the market value is how much someone would pay. But you might pay something different to what I'd be prepared to pay for it as well. Yeah, so it's almost like at that time, what is someone willing to take for that property could mean it could be a distortion of the market Mm. because they may have paid too much. That's right. Because of emotion or not enough because the person selling it has not done their research yes and that's where you need to dig deep into your research when you're putting in offers on properties so when you buy something or put an offer out on something if it's advertised at again round numbers five hundred thousand, right you've got to look at it and say well is this property worth 500 right even if it was you might want to try and get yourself 10 or 15k off that now the only way you'll find out whether it's worth 500000 is to compare absolute apples with apples. So in the same suburb, in, in the similar location, same size block of land, same size or standard home, what has sold in the last 6 to 12 months that's equivalent, right? Now, sometimes that's hard to find if there hasn't been a lot of sales going on. Do you think up to 12 months is still good enough? 
Yeah, or would you try and keep it three months or six months? Depending on the market and, and the wh- volume, what the fluctuations have been. But sometimes it might be hard in the last three months to find something that's apples for apples. So, and that's where agents might try to convince you that it's worth 500 or 510. Um, but your own knowledge and research can trump that if you've got uh, if you if you've spent the time to look at that. So, in answer to your question, asking price and market value can be considerably different. And I guess because that comes to like one of the first ways to create equity is buying well yeah. and getting instant equity overnight. Yeah, so I find that there's three ways to create equity. One is buy a discount or getting some sort of value on the way in. Number two is adding value to something, right? So if I've got a, if got a house that um, maybe I can renovate or extend or develop, or I've got a block of land that I can build on and add value to that, or I can knock knock the house down and build two townhouses. I'm adding value to the asset. So that's the second one. And the third one is probably the most common one that people look for. It's capital growth. So I buy something for 400000 and hopefully in five years' time, it's worth 500000 as an example. If I was to ask you out of those three, which one would we want more of, what would you say? Add value, buy discount, or capital growth. To me personally, discount. So if you, I'm selling something for five hundred thousand, and you offer four eighty, you've created twenty k. Yeah, probably capital growth then. Capital but growth, I, I guess, percentage wise. But then it goes back to: Do I want to live in it, or is it an investment property? Yeah. Okay. Because well, I don't heaps care about capital growth. I'm going to live there. Well, that, I, I would say no. That's why because I can leverage against the house. Correct. If you paid two hundred grand more for your home that you're living in, then that's going to stop you from getting equity out in the next three to four years because you've got to catch back up to where the market. But that's a, like not everyone wants to get equity out and buy a property portfolio. Yeah. John. So the only disclaimer is if if you're only buying one property for the rest of your life. I guess try and have a finger in each pie. <laughs> yeah. So. And and that's why I wanted to ask you the question because well, but, most but, people look for capital growth, but out of those three, add value, discount, and capital growth, which one's more out of your control? Capital growth. Capital growth is well, but on the capital growth thing, if you if you live in a regional centre, you're not buying for capital growth, so you've got to go hardcore on the other two, possibly. Yeah. If yeah. you want to live in it. So first of all, you got to think that there are three. Yes. And people often don't ask for discount and people often don't add value in a good way. They overcapitalize or they do crappy renos or whatever the case may be. But most people go into buying property and looking for capital growth. It's the thing that's most out of their control that they're pinning their hopes on. Question. I've I've written something down while we've been chatting. Mm. There could be a either a 3B or a 4. <laughs> Yeah, um, tell me more about that. And it's a it's a micro indicator. Yeah. So it's not a macro thing, you know, the national economy. It's yeah. that old adage, I'm buying the worst house in the best street. Yeah. Which could actually get you in on some very very localized capital growth. Yeah, so it's a it's a umbrella it's under the umbrella of capital growth. So it's it? a 3B. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you call it what you want, but it's capital growth, right? Yeah, yeah, but th- yeah. that's the old thing. It's like yeah. 
I'm buying this piece of crap with yeah. lawns up to my eyes. Yes. I mean, everyone else is, you know, has a nice house and mm. all this stuff. Yeah, and that's where um, when people want to buy new, that's the new version is buying in a street where the McMansions are all lined up next to yours and mm. yours is the single-story single, single story home that's still smick but the McMansions are around you. All right, I want to dig down. So what's a couple of ways that we can or strategies that you can buy at discount? Yes, good question, good question. When when I do clarity calls, this is probably one of the most common talked about points, right? So, okay, so a clarity call, you charge $330 and listeners can and just reach out via sortyourmoneyout.com mm. forward slash get help or click the get help or whatever. Yeah. You will have a clarity call. So what the purpose of that call is, someone gets, you know, they might get half hour, an hour, whatever, you know, their situation is. You'll do a little bit of research. You'll ask for some questions before the call. Yep. And then basically they'll use you as a sounding board on different strategies or their own personal situation. Yeah. It's not necessarily advice all the time. It's just giving that person some clarity because Mm. we all know our answer in our head but there's always conflicting thoughts. Yeah, and in a lot of cases, well, in most cases, I ask myself, well, what would I do in that situation to give them mm. a bit of confidence in their decision-making? But yeah. I think, yeah, getting back to that um, buying a discount, people come to me and say, well, I've been looking for a home to buy, either investment or to live in, um, for, for months and I can't find anything, so what can I do? And the first question I ask is, how many offers have you put in? And usually the question is, uh, the answer is one or two, right? So straight away that tells me you've got to go deeper. Um, now I've, and I've told a lot of people this, I've always used the, when I'm buying existing property, I'll use the 110-1 theory, right? Now that is looking at, ideally if you're in the area, going through 100 homes. Like physically walking through 100 homes? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, putting your runners on and... Uh, <laughs> I'm just not doing that. I don't care enough. Well, I'm saying if you want the best result, yeah, sure. you've got to do you've got what to everyone's not prepared to do yeah, and, and, and people like you are not prepared to do yeah. it. So, I'm going to get a better result than you. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So, that's what I'm telling them is if we can go <laughs> deep with 100 properties, it does two things. It gives you a really good understanding of the market that you're buying in. And number two... You'll get to know every local real estate agent. <laughs> well, and number three, you'll get to meet everyone else who wants to buy a house That's in right. Area. It gives you knowledge and confidence as to what you're going to buy, right? Now, Google Earth and, and a whole heap of other features are great for, um, for not having to physically go through them. But um, the, the method is, well, we've got to go deep with numbers to then put in 10 offers to then ultimately buy one, mm. right? Now, if we're buying a discount, those... 10 offers are going to be all low balls. That's fine. You might get hung up on by the real estate agent and all those sort of things. That's okay. But we get ourselves a, a gold nugget at the end. Probably more relevant for an investment property. Yes, yes. Realistically. Realistically, it, it is. Uh, you, you're a bit more emotionally attached to your own home, aren't you? Mm, but yeah, uh, yeah also depends I, on... And I think someone once told me if the off, if you're not embarrassed by the offer that you're making, it's not low enough. No, that's right. And if they give you a yes straight away, it's probably not low enough either. Absolutely. So, how in terms of value, 
I mean, what are we talking? Are we freaking ripping up the carpet? We repainting? Are we doing it just before we get it revalued to yep. try and release some equity? Are we doing it as soon as we get in there? Like, mm. I guess it's a different thing if you live in the property because you want it to be nice to live in. So yeah. you might do some improvements. Are they wholesale changes? Are we knocking down walls? Like, yeah, are you talking investment or are you talking your own home? Well, that you're let's living talk in? both. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, there's nothing I can do to this place here that we're sitting in right now. No. To add value. No, so in the example of this, you, you're adding value to the land when you build on it. Yeah. Right? So that's the add value component, and that's basically it for the next 10 years. Okay. If it's an older property, um, yeah, knocking down walls, extending, going up. Um, to, if it's around your occupier, you can go up and extend and do all those fancy things. Um, if, it's, if it's an investment property, it might be just a cosmetic makeover like painting and carpets and doors and making the front look good yeah so what i've always gone by the rule where inside increases the rental value outside increases the value of the home so if you're doing a combination of both then you're getting a pretty good result but probably the most common one we see is spending too much money so um, in an ideal world you spend one dollar you want to get three in return um, as an ad value um, now, if you're doing all that in the first 12 months of owning, just be careful on when you can claim that as well because, yeah, there's a few rules and tricks around that. And, yeah, capital growth, we touched on that. I guess it's a it's an easier conversation if it's an investment property yeah, because you're not buying the house next door. Mm. The whole thing with the investment property, you're not living in it yourself. So is there any actual difference whether it's next door or next state? For capital growth? Yeah. Well, the difference is no. Emotionally, no, there's no difference. The fact that if, you've, if you're using it as a wealth creation tool only, doesn't matter where it is. Yeah, exactly. As long as the numbers and the research stack up, mm. right? So things like the population and the infrastructure and the economy and then intrinsically what's happening locally. Is it a nice neighborhood? Can I walk to the shops? Can I jump on a train? Can I do all those things? So that's where the best opportunity capital growth comes from even things like urban sprawl. So the next suburb over is 150K more expensive than this one. Maybe this has some opportunity, but it's considered the ugly duckling. Well, it may not stay the ugly duckling forever. An example of that in Sydney is Redfern. It's 2K, 3K from the CBD, considered pretty ugly for the last 30, 50 years, but prices have rocketed in the last uh, five years. Well, I hope that's given you all just so many encouraging tips or thoughts about either your place that you're living in or your next investment property move or if you are doing the whole rent vesting thing, your first investment property to purchase. Yes. But don't be afraid to jump on the phone and uh, have a clarity call with John because we've got so many good feedback stories in the Facebook group of people. You can just jump in the Facebook group and search in the group Clarity Call. Mm. There'll be a heap of posts where people have had those Clarity Calls. And yeah, you can register and book that in via sortyourmoneyout.com. Yep. And you can have a chat with Johnson himself. (laughs) Thank you, Glenn. Okay, bye. Bye.
If you want to really turn up your property, education, and information journey, make sure you check out the Solvair Property and Finance Academy. This is an amazing online resource that John has put together. It's to empower and to give results to people who are either first-time buyers, whether for their home to live in or an investment property, or if you're a seasoned property investor. This online academy is for you. Check out the link in the show notes. It will change your life if you let it. If you're after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. But if you do want a financial advisor or mortgage broker to talk with about your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, and we'll put you in touch with one of our trusted professionals. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 